Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Italy Beyond the Obvious. Planning a dream trip to Italy? Don't go without exploring italybeyondtheobvious.com. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And this is our 300th episode. Can you believe that? It is insane. 300 episodes? It's crazy. That's a lot of episodes. How do you say 300 episodes in Italian? 300 episodi. All right. That's where we're at. And today we're going to do a very special show. But first I wanted to say I have 28 of our exclusive Bittersweet Life magnets left. which I absolutely love so, so much, featuring the artwork of Caravaggio. Can you put one aside for me? Because I don't have one yet. Oh, well, you should be getting a package from me in the mail soon. I can't believe it's not there if it hasn't arrived yet. It should have gotten there by now. You sent me something? I sent you something. And of course, some exclusive magnets are included for you and your friends. (laughs) However, I only have 28 left. And these magnets, which feature the artwork of Caravaggio, are so strong and so delicate at the same time that I have one stuck to my car and we just had at least six days of monsoon-like rain and it's still there. It didn't wash away. Wow. I also have one on my fridge. I had to keep two for myself. But I have 28 left and I'm going to give them to the 28 people who donate to this show first. So go, go, go. If you love this show, if you're celebrating along with us 300 episodes, go to our website, thebittersweetlife.net and donate through that or join us on Patreon and donate through that. Everybody's going to get a uh, handwritten thank you note from me and these magnets while supplies last. Yay. Yeah. Great. But as I mentioned, this is a very special show because it's 300 episodes. I was thinking we probably should have thrown a party. (laughs) Oops. Well, we're kind of far away from each other. It would have been hard. (laughs) Hard. Um, So instead, we're throwing a, a party of sorts by revealing some behind-the-scenes footage and also some of our favorite moments from the past 300 episodes. Yeah, not all 300, don't worry. Not all 300, just these are, these are the highlights. I could have done so many different montages for this, but this is what I came up with, so this is what we're going to do. But we wanted to start on a funny note. This is a clip of a show that I've never forgotten because it was so funny. The whole show is funny, but this was one of my favorite parts of the show. We did an episode about the most impractical things that we ever traveled with. (laughs) I won. (laughs) And Tiffany won by a long shot. Should we listen in? Yeah. I mean, I was very young at the time. I think I was, I was 19. I had these very romantic ideas about traveling in Europe and what you bring to Europe and the number of shoes you need, the number of dinner jackets, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, these were back in the day when you could take almost an unlimited amount of luggage with you, as long as you were traveling internationally. I had, you know, like a really big, heavy suitcase and probably a pretty sturdy carry-on as well. And then I brought these two leather hat boxes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were going to say a hat box. I just knew it. 
because it's so movie perfect and I so know you from your high school years and I'm like what would she feel like she should walk through the airport with in her hands yeah hat boxes not just one two two and there were mat it was a set of matching leather hat boxes one was smaller than the other the smallest one was quite petite it could almost pass for a purse like a clutch purse the other one was larger though you know it was a full hat box size did you pack a hat in it no, no i i might have had a hat as well i don't know but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i didn't have a hat i'm pretty sure it was full of clothes or what have you but the fact that i brought these i mean it's just ridiculous <laughs> like why would you do that to yourself <laughs> and i can guarantee that there was like nobody looking at me and being like wow what a sophisticated young traveler <laughs> <laughs> It was everyone probably looking at me like, what was that kid thinking when she put those hat boxes? Yeah, that, I will remember that trip very fondly. And um, yeah, what a crazy, crazy person <laughs> I was and still am. Somebody's making a whole bunch of noise. I cannot tell if it's my neighbors upstairs. There's no one at home at the moment except my son who's asleep, so... Sorry. Well, this is the atmosphere. For everyone listening, just imagine that you're in Rome, sitting beside Tiffany on her couch. Mm -hmm. uh, if you hear any weird strangled meowing behind me from time to time, that's my cat, uh, Mr. Sean. And he is upset about something today. So you can pretend you're in Seattle with me or in Rome with Tiffany based on the atmospheric noise behind us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, follow-up question to the hat box episode, though, really quick. Did you ditch any of those hat boxes in Europe? No, 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 no. I kept them. And I think my mom still has them unless she threw them away. My mom is really good about keeping my stuff. And <laughs> I can't carry all the way across the world anymore. Uh, I did once, not doing it again. Um, I was thinking about all the times that Katie has cried on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Evil laugh. Um, you have gotten pretty emotional since uh, since picking up podcasting. I I have. Who knew I could be? One of the real challenges of starting to be a podcaster versus a reporter was trying to be more emotionally available. <laughs> and it turns out I dramatically succeeded. Now, when you asked me to put together this, what we're calling the quote-unquote grief montage, you thought it would be funny. When I was putting it together, I was like, is this funny? <laughs> it's kind of... Uh, it's kind of grief stricken. It's a little bit sad. I guess I just my my idea was just like hearing Katie every single time she cried. But it ends up she you know, there's a little bit of context in there. Mm -hmm. And that context is a little bit sad. So this was meant to be funny. Hopefully it's not depressing. Yes. Well, we kick it off the very first time I ever cried on this show. The morning I was leaving Rome after living there for a year. So are you gonna make a wish? Yeah, let's each make a wish. My wish is that, I mean, this is selfish, but okay, I'm just going to say it. My wish is that you move back to Rome. <laughs> Even if not permanently, I, I think you should come back for another year. It's a long shot, though, so, but yes, so this is your wish. But your so. coming here was a long shot, if I remember. That's true. So. I never thought I'd be an expat, and I never thought I'd live in another country, so I guess you never know what life is bringing. You never know what's around the corner. Okay, so that's your wish. You're touching the key with that wish. And I say, I guess my wish is that even though the memory of this year will fade, I hope it doesn't fade too fast. 
and that you and I keep in better touch than we did before. I think we can do that. Okay. <laughs> Should we do it? All right. One, <laughs> two, two, three. three. Uh, well, now I'm getting kind of teary. Yeah, I'm not going to let myself go there. <sighs> I'm leaving. So sad. You'll be back. I You'll know. be back at least to visit. I know. It's true. Next year. And you have so many amazing things that are coming up. Yeah. Oh. I love you so much. Me too. <laughs> all right. Let's leave it there because I hate being emotional on tape. I just want to comment about you having that buffer zone. I got to work early today because I... I kind of didn't know what else to do with myself. Like, I felt like if I was at home, I would just sort of rattle around, and so I thought I'd get to it. And so commenting on your buffer zone, there is some value to that because uh, the reality of what's going on here is, you know, <laughs> um, I've, I hugged a work colleague I have never hugged before. People are crying so <laughs> see look at me even just sitting crying <laughs> it's hard to watch so many people in pain and so scared I pick up the phone and immediately I can tell like Lisa's got terrible news and of course see, me being me I'm like hey good morning <laughs> you know, how's it going <laughs> just cause that's me and she just said took a deep breath and she just said she's gone I'm so sorry I didn't even think to ask why what happened or or maybe I did and I don't remember <laughs> if somebody were to call me and tell me you were gone you know all of a sudden your entire view of the world changes you now live on a planet without her I want, I'm just wondering if people are listening to this are wondering how I can be talking about this in a, such a composed manner, especially with my foil, Katie Sewell, who, um, who cries over baby eels. No, I'm just kidding. Did you cry over the baby eel? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think I cried. I don't think you cried. No, I don't think but you cried over I probably the wanted to if I didn't. It's a long established fact that if somebody's going to cry in this podcast, it's going to be me. I've become a lot more emotionally available since this show started. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's strange because I feel like if you were to take the two of us, just sort of like clinically speaking, I seem like the more emotional one. I feel like I think that's in, our, in our just regular lives, like I'm kind of a dramatic, melodramatic person. At least that's, I, I used to be a very melodramatic person. I feel like I'm a pretty emotional person and I feel like you are more of a, of a rock type person like yes you're emotional but like you hold it together but on this show for some reason it's the opposite and I was talking with you Katie um about a week ago yeah when you know he was just about you know I knew it was days away and and you started crying <laughs> you started crying and I thought what's wrong with me that my friend is crying and I'm not crying I should be the one crying I'm not going to say I haven't cried because I have before and after but I don't know, you can make your own decisions of what that says about me as a person. I was surprised how much Arnold had become my one person. And then, and then I'm still 
on the radio. So I'm on the radio this past weekend and I realize this now. I realize that Arnold is gone, mm-hmm. not on the planet, not listening. Oh. And it felt like I was talking to nobody. Oh. Isn't that weird? That is weird. <laughs> that is I I mean, I think that this man would be so incredibly moved and touched to know that not only are you dedicating an episode to him, but you're you mind if I say it? You're crying over him, <laughs> you know? I think he would be so... Teary. You're crying. Okay, fair. <laughs> I can see her face and I'm telling you she's crying. Shut up. Sorry. So that was fun. <laughs> so moving on, the by far, during the uh, history of this show, by far the most downloaded episode has been episode number 51. The title of that episode is Crows. It has absolutely nothing to do with being an expat, a former expat, or a future expat. And it has everything to do with a little girl who feeds crows and gets gifts from them in return. This was a story that uh, I first discovered in Seattle. We broke it on this show. It went viral in a way that I've never gone viral before or since. Every single newspaper and tabloid in the world made their own version of this story, which was shocking and surprising and kind of fascinating. But Gabby and her magical crows did appear for the first time on The Bittersweet Life. Yes, let it be known. If you feel like, oh, I read about this in Huffington Post Canada, or I read about this in the Indian Times. Katie was the one who discovered this story, and you heard it here first. Gabby herself is adorable, and you should go back and listen to that whole episode if you've never heard it, because she's so charming. But here is just a clip of her sharing her enthusiasm for her feathered friends. Oh, I'm Gabby's mother, Lisa, and uh, a co-feeder of the crows. (laughs) Gabby, do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. I am Nature Girl! Oh yeah, I'm Gabby Gabriella. That's my real name, but you can call me Gabby if you want. And, but usually the crows call me Nature Girl. So if you want, that's my nickname. What is this that we're looking at? We are looking at. Oh yeah, my favorites over here. This it's kind of like a keychain. They gave it to me, and it says best. And I don't know if they have the part that says friend. (laughs) But they haven't given that to you yet? No. (laughs) And this is a heart from them. It's showing me how much they love me. (laughs) And my second favorites, you will never believe your arms. They give me all the special stuff you could ever find. I don't have a match to this earring, but I do have an earring from them. I do have another earring, but it's not a match. You could put this on for your college dance night. But then your boyfriend will say, these don't match. What will you say? I'll say, this is from my friend Crows. You may take a few close looks, but don't touch. In this, it's a shiny rock from the seven seas. It looks like their feather, cause it's shiny and it's black. And this is 
I don't know what it is. For the most part, the, the common denominator is that they're shiny. <laughs> and small enough to fit in their mouth. But other than that, we don't know what some of these things are. And a bead. A yellow bead. How do you know that they're leaving these for you? We know this is from the crows because sometimes they're rusted and dirty. And nothing that a, that a person would carry around. And do they leave them in particular places or do you just find them on the ground? Um, yeah, sometimes in the bird feeders and stuff so we can find them. The feeders on the tables and sometimes you'd see, um, especially next to the water bowls, some small little doodad um, sitting there. This is a rusty screw and I don't like to touch this very much. That one's labeled third favorite. Why is yeah. that your third favorite? Because I think you don't see a crow carrying around a screw that much unless it's trying to build its house. This should be put in a museum. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen a crow carry Legos, but yes, it's a Lego piece. I think they made this. It looks cool. It's two pieces that are stuck together. I think they know my favorite color. Which is? Blue. They know that I like Lego, shiny things. Wow, they are my type. <laughs> what a sweetheart. Such a great story as well. And crazy how it touched so many people. Yeah. Like it's just universally loved story. It is, yes. I still get requests for things about it. Really? Every couple months or so. Either the rights to use the picture that we posted on Twitter of the gifts. Uh, that's appeared in a few children's magazines now. It's been on different news outlets. I get requests of how to reach Gabby a lot from people who want to either interview her or her mother or want to write a book about this. People have been inspired to write music because of it and make art, fan art, <laughs> all sorts of stuff. It's been a wildly large story for a number of years. Our next clip is from our 200th episode, actually which was taped live at Town Hall Seattle. What a great event that was. That was about two years ago, almost exactly, I believe. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was celebrating the release of your book, Midnight in the Piazza. That's right. Can't believe that was almost two years ago. A great crowd turned out. Drek, one of our favorite listeners from Texas, even flew in to see it. A fact that we are still blown away by. Yeah, it was, it was a really, really fun show. Yeah, we had a lot of listeners there, which was fun. Some of the, our local listeners and friends from way back, including a friend who asks an interesting question. It's funny because it's such a memorable night, but when I was looking to pull a clip from it, this was actually the part of it that I remembered the most. It happened during our question and answer period. Okay, oh, that's great. But back on the topic <laughs> of synchronicity. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what your thoughts were on the nature of synchronicity, always, always maybe having to be a beneficial coincidence, and ah, perhaps ooh. maybe there's a dark side to that, because ooh. in order for something to go ooh. right for someone, sometimes it has to go wrong for somebody else. Oh, my gosh. So let me get my notebook out. i got to make notes <laughs> for my next book. So I just wanted <laughs> to down. know if your work explored any of that, or what your thoughts on that were. Wow, do you have a good story on that, Joel? Or? No, no. Joel Israel, my high school boyfriend, everyone. Uh. <laughs> I want to point out that 
that guy, Joel, he, it, correct me if I'm wrong, he is a voice artist, right? Yeah, he's, he's a, a voiceover voice actor. actor. Mm -hmm. He has the most gorgeous voice I think I've ever heard. Yeah, he has a wonderful voice. Really, really, really good. It's incredible. It's incredible. incredible. It is. I just wanted to give him props for that. Joel, if you're listening. It was definitely part of uh, why I dated him in high school. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, if we've never really talked about it, I have a big thing about voices. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise, being a radio person. So the next clip is from another milestone, the 100th episode of the show. And I just thought it would be kind of funny to listen back since that was from the 200th and we're doing the 300th. I thought it would be really funny to listen back to what we were doing during the 100th. And so I just pulled the very opening of that 100th episode. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And Tiffany is talking a little bit quiet right now. Why? My <laughs> son is in the next room with a bit of a cold, not sleeping very soundly. So I want to make sure I don't wake him up. We're going to hope you don't wake him up. <laughs> We've been trying to talk for about, what, the last hour. Yeah. This is the reality, people. And uh, it's going to be fine. Today, we're celebrating our 100th episode. Hard to believe. <laughs> I know. It's really hard to believe. It's such a big number. I know. People kept asking me if we were going to do something special for the 100th episode, and I kept saying, no, no, we're going to just stay the course. But then I thought, well, what the hell? Let's, let's at least mention it, the fact that it's 100. We don't have to dwell on it, but it is a nice number. We've entered the three digits. It's going to be a long time before we enter the four. I know. <laughs> a very long time. If it ever happens. <laughs> we'll see. A very long time. <laughs> I mean, let me ask you a question. I know that I should know this, but... Um, but I'm going to ask you because I don't know. <laughs> With the exception of Christmas, this past Christmas, where we were off for one week, right? Has it been nonstop every week since we started? Yes. That's incredible. Can you believe that? If I were not holding a microphone, I would applaud you right now because you do all of the hard work. I, ho I hope all of you all out there know that she does all of the hard work. I just show up and try to sound pithy. But Katie, I don't know how you manage to uh, edit an episode every single week with all of the other things you have going on. You're amazing. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I know that might be news to some of you listening that we actually edit these episodes because they just seem so organic, right? But I do. Quite a bit, actually. Yes, because Katie doesn't want you to hear how many times I say, you know. <laughs> and like. <laughs> and like. <laughs> and um. Or... Sometimes we tell a story and it just doesn't go anywhere. You're just like, wow, that was a really bad story. It didn't land at all. Or sometimes <laughs> I say something that turns out to be incredibly offensive. <laughs> I usually try to leave that in. <laughs> We've captured a lot of milestones on this show. And when it comes to you, Tiffany, mm -hmm. there's a lot, been a lot of changes. There's been a lot of changes for me, too. But we started this show before you were a mother, before Aurelio existed on the planet. This show was going on. We were there when your first book got published, as we just listened back to. But one of my very favorite milestones that we were able to capture was the moment I got to capture you becoming an Italian citizen. After living in Rome for how many years, would you say? Oh, I think it had been about 10 years by that point. It was 2015. So yeah, it had been about 10 or 11 years. Yeah, and the timing of me coming to visit just happened to overlap with that. I can't even remember if we planned it. No, we didn't plan it at all. I don't think we planned it at all. They gave me the date. I don't remember when. I think you'd already booked your, your travel. Aurelia was only 
three weeks old. Yes, you were holding him the whole time. I can't believe he was so tiny. Yeah, I was, <laughs> he was attached to me the entire time. Well, in this clip, the whole episode is a delight to listen to because it's also the first time that we see each other on that trip. Right. So we, we haven't, haven't seen, seen each, each other, other in person in... until we meet at that bureaucratic office. <laughs> yeah, let's tell people what was going on because Katie lived in Rome from the summer of 2013 to the summer of 2014. And then she moved back. Moved back to the States. Moved back to the States. Then she came back for a trip and it had been about a year because it was September 2015. So we hadn't seen each other in about a year. Yes. Although we had continued, obviously, doing the podcast. Right. This episode, it's called Citizenship. It's the title of the episode. So you can look that up. But this clip, the clip I pulled to mark this occasion, starts with your mother-in-law, who's also there, imagining what your brand new infant Aurelio is thinking about all this waiting. We've been waiting to have it, to have the big event start. So she's just imagining what Aurelio is thinking. Che fanno aspettare pure quell'appuntamento. Mamma ripensaci, mamma ripensaci, mamma ripensaci. She said, uh, you know, she was basically hypothesizing what Aurelia was thinking. She said, what is this horrible, ugly place where they're waiting us, making us wait so long? Mom, think it over, think it over. Do you really want to become Italian? Pops, Tiffany Merritt. È comparsa dinanzi a me, ufficiale dello Stato Civile, per pronunciare il giuramento di fedeltà alla Repubblica Italiana? Sì. Ripeto con me, giuro. Giuro. Di essere fedele. Di essere fedele. Alla Repubblica. Alla Repubblica. E di osservare. E di osservare. La Costituzione. La Costituzione. E le leggi dello Stato. E le leggi dello Stato. In nome della legge la dichiaro cittadina italiana a decorrere da domani 4 settembre 2015. Ok? Ok. Auguri. Grazie. Allora, oggi 3 settembre 2015 alle ore Do you feel any different? Not yet. <laughs> Cool. I like the swearing part. It's fun. It was really exciting. Good, good, good. Good. I'm so glad that you got to tape. Da domani, di domani dobbiamo dare l'auguri oggi. We're not Italian yet. Almost. Auguri. As close as she's ever been. Yes, that's for sure. So you still wait for one more bang of the gavel, one more stamp. They just said it's not official till tomorrow. Oh, gotcha. The paper's dated tomorrow. Yeah, they could still kick me out of the country. Today. So don't do anything today. No. <laughs> Seriously. Stay home. That's, that's crazy. It's fun to relive that because I didn't remember all of those moments and the things that I had to swear to. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Yeah. So this next episode is actually one of my favorites. We did a trio of episodes on goals, different from our yearly resolution episodes. I can't remember which order we did it, but we definitely went back and looked at goals that we'd had as kids. And we talked about the nature of goals and how to achieve goals and what some of our current goals are. And it's really fun, but it's especially fun, the one where we're looking back at Katie's goals that she found written on a piece of paper from like 19, 
I don't even want to say the year. From when I was a freshman in high school. Okay, there you go. Or, or thereabouts. It's right yeah. around in that 13, 14-year-old time period. Yeah, and you should really go and listen to the whole episode because it's. I think it's one of the funniest episodes we ever did. All to three me, of them. Yeah. All to me, they're funnier them. than the Hatbox episodes. And this is just a small taste. When I rediscovered that list for the first time years later, one of the things on the list was Meet Jodie Foster. Why her specifically? Was she your favorite actress? I have no idea. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, she must have been somebody I admired at the time. But the thing about it that was funny was when I found the list, it was in a month of me having met Jodie Foster. No way. <laughs> but that kind of thing happens, I think. She was on my radio show. I wish I had remembered, though, that it was on the list because I feel like that would have been a really fun interaction with between the two of us. I've been like, you're a bucket list item for me. What's interesting about it is that Jodie Foster is way shorter than you would suspect. She was shorter than me. Shorter than you? Sorry. And I'm so short. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to sound so surprised. But what are you, about five, five nil? Well, I'm short enough that I would describe myself as five one and three quarters because I'm almost five two, but I'm just not quite five two. Okay. It's very important. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love those episodes. <laughs> I still am regretful that I didn't find that list before I met Jodie Foster. That would have been so funny. I would have brought it with me. Like if I knew I had it, I would have brought it with me and just said, this, look at what is on my list. Yeah, that would have been such a great thing to talk about. I wonder what her reaction would have been. Yeah, we talked more about what, what she was actually like in person on the episode too. So you'll have to go back and listen. Goals part one that was pulled from. All right. So since we did our 200th episode... We created something new on this show, the midweek bittersweet moment, which did not exist uh, up until a few months ago, actually. Those are mini episodes that are released on Thursday, if you're brand new. I do a lot of editing on this show, as you know, and people never get that behind the scenes look at what would a thing be like prior to me editing it. And particularly when it comes to the midweek bittersweet moment, because we record those alone, it's either hosted by Tiffany or it's hosted by me. It's not usually hosted by us together. Tiffany will record something and send it to me. And oftentimes in the midst of that recording, she'll talk to me. Or if she messes up, she'll apologize or whatever. Anyway, I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I just thought it would be kind of fun to be able to listen back, listen in on some of those moments that get taken out. And I thought it would be particularly fun if I just, for those of you who are up to date, who have done all the listening up till now, to pull it from the very last bittersweet moment that you did on Roman horoscopes, which you just did a couple of weeks ago. So I thought it would be fun while that was still bright in people's memory to pull all the things I pulled out of that and play them. <laughs> How do you feel about these secret moments being exposed? Honestly, I'm kind of embarrassed by this. Um, when I listened to this in preparation for taping this episode, I almost was like, I'm going to tell her not to put this on. I don't like this. I knew that you would be like that. Yeah, <laughs> because I'm vain. I'm a vain person. But in the spirit of laughing at ourselves and entertaining our wonderful listeners, I am going to let go of that vanity for now and just allow myself <laughs> to be heard, warts and all. Okay, I'm, I've got as much material around me as I can get without completely going under the covers. <clears throat> Hopefully I won't make too much noise. Okay. 
Hello and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. So it's the beginning of the year, and aside from making resolutions, which we've if you're, an, if you're a Taurus, I would suggest take a little trip down Via Condotti, where you can find some very luxurious clothes and accessories, then stop into ho- uh, the Hotel de la... Let me say this right. Stop into Hotel de la... De, I used to speak French. Stop into Hotel de la Russie and have a massage or some other treatments in their very famous spa. And then head to dinner at a five... Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> this what happens when you don't write anything down. And then head to dinner at a Michelin-starred restaurant. Rome has several one and two-star and one three-star Michelin restaurant. So you can look those up. He's a Gemini. I don't think he was, but he kind of encapsulates that idea. So head to a place called Leonardo... Sorry, what is it called? Head to a place called Leonardo da Vinci Experience. Virgo. They say that Virgos love books. They're big readers. And they're also very, very organized. This actually wasn't true in my case. My sister was a, is a Virgo. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I was going to say that, whatever, it's a matter. Very, very organized. Now, there's also a beautiful star-shaped square of, how do I describe this? There's also a beautiful star-shaped paving design right in the center of the square. To this day, still don't know that much about the religion because, sorry, I'm just checking. Yeah, okay, for a second I was like, is the microphone on or am I just recording from the recorder? But it is on, okay. Still today, a lot of people, you know, how do I put this? Still today, there is not much known about Mithraism because it was a secret religion. So I hope that um, this has given you some ideas of what to do and see in Rome based on your zodiac sign. And I hope you have a great time when you do come. Thanks for listening. Join us again. To be fair, I did cut out one moment where you swore in that. So I did keep our show's dignity of the no swearing policy. Okay, so to end, um, I felt like we had to end with the biggest development in the show's 300 episodes, which is the person who wasn't even born when we started. (laughs) As much as this show has developed and evolved over the years. Hi, Sean. Can you hear that? (laughs) I did hear that. That's, that's Mr. Marshawn, my cat. Uh, So this show has definitely grown and evolved over time, but because a whole human being came into, to life and became a new, uh, I don't know, I hate to call him a character, but a, a feature on this show. Your son, Aurelio, he pops in and out. He's often in episodes that relate to kids. Sometimes he's in episodes that reflect on an experience of what you, you and him did together as you help us explore Rome. Um, but again, I edit him. Uh, when you give me clips of him, just like I edit you, I edit him into distinct little moments. Yeah, often because I have to coax him into talking because he's in a bad mood or doesn't feel like cooperating. Exactly. It comes out he sounds like a perfect little angel, but that's <laughs> not always the case. So in the spirit of taking a peek behind the scenes, here is Aurelio, a little less edited than normal. I'm sitting here with, you want to say your name? Aurelio. That's right. And we were just thinking about our recent visit to a very wonderful, very special place in Rome. 
Do you remember what that place is called, Aurelio? Tempietto. Tempietto. That's right, the Tempietto by Bramante. It's a place that I recommend anyone who's visiting Rome. It's more of a temple, in fact. It's more Can of I a. Say something? Sure. I love you, Mama. Oh, honey. <laughs> I love you, too. It's more like a shrine, if you could, that would be the case. It is a tiny... I love you, Mama. <laughs> it's a tiny... I'm going to talk about it a little bit more once I really was asleep, but it is a tiny, beautiful, lovely, church. early church, early Renaissance shrine. Aurelio, did you like visiting the Tempietto? Yeah, so much. I love it like this. Oh, he just put his arms out. That's a lot. What did you love about the Tempietto? Corretto and eating the Tempietto. Wait, the Cornetto? The Cornetto was after the Tempietto. That doesn't count. <laughs> what did you like about the Tempietto? Did you like it because it was just your size? A church that was just your size? He's, he's nodding his head. Anything else before we close? What? I love you. <laughs> I'm going to pause here for a moment and I'm going to put this child to bed and then I will tell you more about... Child? Yeah. Um, what? What child? What child? You. No, I'm a man. <laughs> and I will be back with more info about Donato Bramante's Tempietto. Today, we're going to talk about kids and specifically traveling to Rome with kids. Some tips on how to do it and how to make it better. No, some tips on how to make your trip to Rome with kids a success. And for some expert advice, Aurelia was joining us for this episode. Honey, what do you need to do? Can you say hello? Can you say hi? No. Can you please? Can you say hello? I can't even say hello. You can't even say hello? Well, Aurelio, can you tell our listeners what your favorite place in Rome is? I can't say it either. Why not? Because. I don't know. What, because, it, because I can't say it. What places do you like in Rome? I don't know. I what about Piazza? Navona. No, Piazza Navona. You like Piazza Navona? I like Piazza Navena. Remember we went to Palazzo Altemps, how fun that was? Yes. I don't know if any of this is going to be usable, Katie. What? All right, let's do the, let's do the sign off. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks. Um, say, I'm Aurelio. I'm Aurelio. No, say it well. Say, I'm Aurelio. I can say it good. Yes, you can. Say, I'm Aurelio. No, in English. I'm Tiffany Parks. I can't, I can't say it in English. What do you mean you can't say it in English? Mama. Join us again. I'm a man. <laughs> That's still my all-time favorite line. I'm a man. Aww. <laughs> yeah. He's got a lot of really good lines. I, I still love the, can I say something? I love you. I love you, Mama. <laughs> I, lo- I didn't play the whole thing there because it's almost even funnier with you doing all this narrative leading into it because in the unedited clip, 
you've been talking for a while. You've been talking for probably, you know, six or seven minutes because you're doing your bittersweet moment. You're you're in the midst of this narrative and he he just interrupts you <laughs> mid-sentence after this uh, a long time of sitting there quietly. And I just, I thought that he interrupted to say that was just so funny. <laughs> so, anyway, well, I guess we'll leave it there. This trip down memory lane. Yeah. This Thursday's midweek bittersweet moments will feature a little bit more of this memory lane trip. We're going to listen to a couple of listeners who sent in tape for the occasion. And we're also going to listen back to some of the amazing guests that have appeared. Great. Should be a relatively inspirational show. Any hopes for the next uh, 100 <laughs> episodes? Do you think we'll make it to 200? To 200? I mean, sorry, do you think we'll make it to 400? <laughs> of course we'll make it to 400. I don't know that we'll make it to 1,000, but I I'm sure we'll make it to 400. I mean, why should we stop now? We've gone this far. Whether or not we get to 400 episodes doesn't only depend on us, though, of course. It depends on the support of our amazing listeners. Please, if you love this show and you listen to it often and you, you get something from it, please consider supporting it. Your donations are highly, highly appreciated and also used for very practical things like equipment and hosting fees and website fees and all of that boring stuff. <laughs> That's correct. Remember, the first 28 of you who donate after this episode get the exclusive Bittersweet Life Magnet. I love well, it. You do not want to miss out on that. It's gorgeous. It's uh, got Caravaggio's painting on it. Yeah, you don't want to miss out. You can stick it anywhere. It'll just stay there forever. But it's a magnet, so it won't if you don't want it to. Um, <laughs> but for the next 28 people, will get that magnet and a handwritten thank you note. And more than that, our sincerest, most heartfelt thanks. And I, I mean that sincerely. I write handwritten thank you notes to people because you could donate your money to a lot of different things. And the fact that you decide to donate your, your hard-earned money to keep this show alive means a lot to me, like a ton to me, that you're helping pay all these bills that I face every month it means a lot to me. So handwritten thank you note, free magnet, and the, and the satisfaction of knowing that you helped keep something that you love in the world for possibly another 100 episodes. Yeah, and don't forget that if you do end up joining on Patreon, depending on how much you pledge, we have a lot of other prizes as well. Thank you gifts, I guess you could call them, for our Patreon um, pledgers as well. So links in the show notes to how to donate. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Thanks for all the ways you support us. Give us a good rating on iTunes, maybe five stars if you like the show. It will help other people discover that we exist. Thank you. You're the best. <laughs>